your boy Lundis here, the Winner's Paradigm Podcast. You're going to want to tune in today. Today's a fucking good one. Today we're going to be coming over the stigmatization of cannabis, psychedelics, and be able to give you a little bit of education on that. And um, what's funny is, is when I started thinking about this podcast, you know, as I was thinking about challenging those traditional views, what are those things that can get us to the next level? And this individual you brought on today, Gary Roberts, does exactly that. He was a firefighter and in there, you know, was able to get some new rules created to be able to allow other firefighters to use CBD products um, to be able to help them out through their disabilities, you know, the current day-to-day pain that they're going through. So I felt like this was going to be the most influential person early on to bring on because he's going to be able to give us that live look of things people are overcoming every single day and what we can be able to do while we adapt with the times because again you know the older medicine was getting prescribed some opiates and that is the wrong way to go so we're going to be able to get that quick snapshot with him get to know him on a personal level and be able to get some education on you know the stigmatizations that have been there Yo, this is your boy Alundis here with the Winner's Paradigm Podcast. This is the podcast where we help you get those ways to figure out how to win, what to do to win, and I'm sharing my personal stories with y'all. I'm bringing on killer guests to be able to get you guys some education, some knowledge, so you know exactly what are the tools that are going to get you to the next level. This is the Winner's Paradigm. It's about challenging yourself to be that best version of yourself and only expecting the best. So this is where we're going to dive deep, be able to gather whatever we need, and then turn those tools into results where we start succeeding. Y'all, we're going to get this shit. Yo, what's going on, guys? It's your boy Lundis here at the Winner's Paradigm Podcast. Today, we got one of our special episodes. This is one of the big ones that um, I dreamed of bringing this individual on because he's an amazing person, amazing mission, and I just loved what he was doing. In our case, you know, he's fighting a battle that a lot of us deal with every single day. Um, so if you wouldn't mind, Gary, giving us a little bit of the intro on you, brother, so we can get to know who you are. Definitely. I- I'll try to keep it short. My intro has changed over the years because my mission has grown. So basically, I'm Gary Roberts. I am a 16-year veteran firefighter currently with the state of Florida in Fort Lauderdale. I'm also the president and founder of Pure Body Zen, a CBD hemp company that helps firefighters and military actually be able to use hemp products without failing any drug tests so our, our company is FDA registered. I also founded a nonprofit called Promises Recovery Centers, which is actually a nonprofit part of my other companies, which is Promises Integrated Recovery, is basically I'm trying to build a psychedelic and cannabis uh, clinic to actually help first responders, firefighters, athletes, everything with that people are having trouble with brain, their brain and actually have their brain reconnect using those plant-based medicine instead of actually using big pharma. So I've created partnerships throughout the United States, Canada, Australia, and the UK to bring this medicine and these therapeutic uh, modalities to us. And so I'm passionate. The reason why I'm passionate about it is I'm actually a victim of the opiate epidemic. I lost my father and daughter to opiate overdoses. I personally know close to 10 firefighters that committed suicide from depression. I deal with death. I smell death. And I see death every third day. And I've seen it for the last 16 years of my life. So I know what a lot of firefighters and people are going to through. So I, I help them deal with those traumas mentally and physically. That's the reason why I created my CBD company. So I'm excited to be on your show. I'm excited to talk more. And, and I'm here to answer all your questions as best I can, my man. Brother, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, and what's funny is I heard the episode you had with Zach Babcock. And that's where it got me clicking was I was like, I need to get this guy on. We need to have a conversation, um, a little bit about me, right? So um, I ended up going in the Marine Corps right when I turned 18. And then from there, you know, was initially the plan was, hey, I'm going to get my degree. I'm going to get out. I'm going to start my own business. And then when I realized the simplistic form of it, you know, of um, I'm one of those people that's really structure oriented. And I developed OCD from that. So I have to be, you know, a game plan. So the structure for me was easy because I'm like, oh, do this, don't say this, and you're good. Um, so I ended up, you know, deploying right off the bat, ran my unit, ran my, um, excuse me, my shop while I was on deployment, you know, built that reputation, came back, my unit moved to Hawaii, I ended up starting up a new unit. So hence, that was kind of my first introduction to business was learning about, you know, how to start, it was a squadron from the ground up learning about programs, networking, reaching out to other people. Um, And then what was crazy on that was I was on a board to get promoted from E4 to E5. 
and I ended up running one day, someone stepped on my heel. I tore all the cartilage in my right knee, my knee bucked out. And then from there, that was it, you know, and that was my breaking point. Crushed me as a person because the moment I got hurt, took me off that board. Hey, we're going to sideline you. You're not healthy. Um, and then I battled the next two years. And now I've been out for about a year and a half, still battling it. But I had to take some time off mentally because it was one of those things that I was just so pissed off with uh, the VA for. And I came out bitter because it was, you know, I finally found my place. I finally found, you know, as people would say, their tribe where I was able to say, hey, this is, you know, me. And then I ended up getting hurt. And then when I go in to get some help, they're giving me all these kinds of medication. Um, they gave me some antidepressants. I don't even remember what it was called, to be honest, right now. Um, but I took the medication at night and in the morning, like they said. First night, I had a panic attack, started crying, and I'm like freaking, freaking out, right? And then the next morning, same thing, freaking the fuck out at work. I started crying, and one of my Marines is like, hey, brother, you good? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I start shaking, you know, so I go talk to them. And I'm like, yeah, I can't take antidepressants. Like, I don't know what's wrong with my body. It's just not working. They're like, wow, it's like, I've been prescribed it before. It doesn't work out. They're like, well, that's not how antidepressants work. And then um, what was funny was when I actually got knee surgery um, uh, for arthroscopic. Um, and it actually, that was pretty tough, even though it was a minor surgery. Um, I had to, you know, start redoing everything again. And they gave me some Oxycontin. And they were like, oh, this is going to be, you know, for pain management man, I was taking two, three, max was four pills. And I'm like, this shit's still not working. I still can't walk. Um, I ended up walking the third day, like they told me to. And then I face planted in the middle of the night, brother. So I oh. felt like with you, you'd be the first person, brother, um, to really just dive in. So the first thing I wanted to talk about is just your products. Um, and I love how specific they are. We're talking prior to starting this conversation. Um, but I love how specific your products are to where you tailor it down for your clients. So I just want to see if you can speak a little on that, brother. Yeah, definitely. Well, um, I created my product basically to help my daughter off her own opiate addiction. Because when I started, it still wasn't legal here in South Florida. They were just thinking about passing the, the hemp farm bill. So when I started, I'm one of those guys like you. Like you. I have to try the stuff for it to work. If it don't work, I don't believe in it, you know? So I don't tell people to try stuff that doesn't work. So I was ordering stuff from California because it was illegal there. It was coming in like weird little bottles because you know, it's still illegal. So they were shipping it to me. The stuff tastes uh -huh. like shit. I'll be honest with you, it tastes like shit. I'm like, this, this, this can't be real. This stuff can't work. It's, it didn't help me. I was going through, I was, I was a CrossFit athlete. I was in the, you know, in the top 1% of my age group at 50. I, uh, I had Achilles tendonitis in both feet. You know, being a firefighter with 80 pounds of gear and having Achilles tendonitis, it is not the most comfortable thing. I had that for a year. I went to, I went to doctor after doctor. I, they gave me prednisone. They gave me stretches. They thought nothing worked. So I thought, you know, CBD was going to be the cure all to everything. I, I spent over $1,000 on products that just didn't work. And then one, my, my holistic doctor that I go to to take my blood work, she goes, hey, why don't you come to this little convention down here? We're going to talk to some uh, cannabis companies. I'm like, that stuff don't work. I'm like, I tried, I tried a bunch of them. I spent a bunch of money. Why would I waste my time? Just, just come and talk to them. All right. So I'll go down. I never go to this place. I end up start talking to these guys out in Colorado. And I'm like, you know what? Just try our product. We're, pr we're pretty much sure it's going to work. I'm like, hey, listen, I'm a firefighter. I'm drug tested. So I can't, I can't use THC because I just found out that there is some little bit of THC in it. And that'll still leave our body. We'll still fail a test. So I'm like, Does it, do you have stuff without THC? This is, yeah, we'll send you some. So I finally get it. I'm in my kitchen. My wife's making dinner in my kitchen. I take it, put it underneath my tongue, hold it for like 20 seconds. And I'm, I'm standing there. My wife's looking at me and goes, what are you doing? I'm like, well, this is weird because it's been 20 minutes. My pain's gone from an eight to a three. That's amazing. And she goes, she looks at me, she goes, you're a complete moron. She goes, you know, you'll take anything just to pretend that something works. And I guarantee you it's a placebo effect because You'll do anything to get rid of the pain and you want this to work so bad because again we wanted to find something because if it works for me chances are i could work for my daughter to get her off her pain meds from the car accidents and everything she was in so i went to the gym the next day started jumping rope highly do not recommend this to your listeners with Achilles tendonitis, don't go the next day and do jump rope. Not a smart move. Again, absolutely. <laughs> we're talking about me who, who's broken almost every bone in his body at least once and so uh, I'll do anything to make sure it works. And I went jump rope. It still stayed at three. And next thing you know, about seven days later, completely gone. I mean, that's and amazing. I went, 
oh my God, this is the stuff. So we started formulating it at the same time, Florida started going through the legislation. So we, me and my wife says, here's what we're going to do. While they're doing that, we're going to make the best product available. We're going to follow all the rules before the rules come out. We're going to create the rules. And it was funny because the rules recreated was a better product, make sure it doesn't taste like crap, make sure there's eight, there isn't 8,000 pounds worth of ingredients so that the bioavailability of your CBD actually works. We want the minimal amount of ingredients that taste good. And then we want to actually make sure that when we test it, we're going to actually test it to make sure that what the farm gives us is actually what's in our bottles. So we did all that. And when Florida came out, they're one of the strictest states across the 52 states that have it legally. They came out with the exact same thing we did. It has to be tested, has to be this. So you got to prove all this stuff. And so we're like, we're ahead of the curve on this stuff. So unfortunately, before we could get the product that we wanted out, my daughter ended up passing away from an overdose. I'm sorry. So to hear I about that, I'm going on a mission to change the way this stuff's done. This stuff works. We need to get it out in front of everybody. And since then, I've, I've been I've tailored my CBD products to to people who call. The, the biggest thing I'll tell you honestly, and if you call us any CBD company, you're not going to reach really people who care. You're going to reach salespeople. They're interested in selling you a product. I'm interested in finding what product works for you because it's a plant. Remember, it's not a chemical to where all the chemicals are made the same. Every plant's grown differently throughout the United States, the world, uh, altitude, you know, everything differs on the plant. So I need to find the best product for what you want. So I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions of why you're taking it. What do you want it to do? Tell you how to use it. And then I'll follow up in three days saying, okay, so what's going on? Do you feel it? Don't feel it? What's happening? And then I'll try and adjust whatever product you have whether it's going to go from tinctures to capsules to gummies, whatever is actually feasible for you so that you get the best result out of the product. That, that is amazing, brother. And I love your mission. Um, I, re I really love, you know, what you do and why you do it. You know, in your case, you have that purpose. Um, with me, what kind of started changing my mind on it is I felt like with a lot of my life, I lived in a box and it was, you know, um, two different parents, and they were just on different wavelengths the way that they thought. My dad was more hustle mentality. My mom, um, she ended up getting with my stepdad, which they were together, and he was real conservative. Um, and it was one of those things that that's the, the devil's lettuce type deal. And it was never talking about what it actually does. And then what was funny is my grandfather was a huge smoker, but he was always telling me THC, CBD. And when I started telling him about my injuries, he told me that I was like, well, I'm a little afraid, you know, I'm. I'm a disabled veteran. I don't want to lose my benefits. And he's like, no, 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 no. Like, you're going to be good. And it was funny was um, he ended up passing, but we found out that he had stage four um, lung cancer from smoking his whole life. But it was funny was one of the last conversations we had, he was talking about, and he's like, yeah, I have to smoke this much or even CBD, you can smoke it. And it takes away the pain. So he's like, I don't feel like shit. Well, unfortunately, he didn't tell us that, or excuse me, he was misdiagnosed. They said he had COPD and then ended up being stage four lung cancer. Um, but he was misdiagnosed. So when he was telling me all these benefits and I asked him, I was like, everybody's always saying like, you're just a hippie type deal, you know? And he was one of those guys preached love. Um, and now I was able to learn that about him and, um, and say like, okay, yeah, he may have been a hippie a little bit, but it was because he was going through a lot of things physically, wanted to take away that pain. He preached love because he knew his time was limited. And then from there, you know, definitely a favorable impression on me, but it was where, you know, it started changing my mind and then started listening to you, to Zach, um, learning about psychedelics, you know, microdosing and learning that all these plants are here for a reason and that they have that benefit that we don't know about. Right. So in my case, um, coming from that military background, just as you're a firefighter, you know, as it's traditionally not accepted into where, you know, you're breaking that norm, you're giving people what they need. And I talked to hundreds of veterans a day, you know, where they're telling me that, hey, this is the only thing that works for me. Um, you should try it because everything they're doing. And when they go to the VA, it's like, oh, getting on Vicodin. Vicodin is one of the worst things because then it gets you addicted to it. And then you're, you know, needing it. And I grew up seeing that from people as well as, you know, harder drugs. So for me, it was always like, yeah, I'm going to refrain from that, you know, or not get into that. But um, I, I really appreciate you taking the time today to be on here, brother. And um I just wanted to say, you know, what would you say is, is kind of breaking the norm right now with plant-based medicine that before, you know, they were thinking about it one direction, but now with actually this new medical evidence coming out, you know, with companies like you, where you're able to educate people, how would you say, you know, that's changing the game today, brother? 
Well, well, that's the biggest thing. If we unwrap a lot of stuff that you said, a lot of it's the education. You know, like you said, I came from a Absolutely. background, like you said, drugs and all that. No, don't touch. You know, I was, listen, I'm not, you know, youngster. I don't know how you are. I'm 50. I came right when when the war on drugs started. So basically, this is your brain, eggs on a frying pan. You know, that's what drugs do to you. So it was like, no, 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 don't touch, don't touch, don't touch. So I grew up with that and never partaked in any of it, never touched whatever it. And then I joined a fire service at, at a later age. And it's like, okay, you can't smoke, you can't do drugs, you can't do anything. So never even thought about it until I started learning a little bit more about it. Because again, like I said, I was in pain. I needed something. So I did a lot of bunch of research what actually helped. This came up, did a bunch of research and is basically educating everybody. Most people don't understand that way before the war on drugs, all these plant medicines from cannabis to psychedelics were used in the medical industry. They were actually used to cure stuff. LSD was used go. for depression from the psychiatrist back then. So was ecstasy and a bunch of other stuff. They were actually used with amazing results. But then came the war on drugs and they destroyed all those amazing results. And he says, no, not, not again. Until now, where it's coming out more and more, they're starting to see it. For example, the toughest thing is plant-based medicine because like I said it before, it's a plant. It's hard to actually get an approval for a plant because we can't reproduce the same plant each time. Every plant Absolutely. is different. So, so, so getting that legalized or FDA approved is going to be extremely difficult. Are there benefits to it? 100%. And anybody who tells you there's no research on it needs to get their heads out of the TV and into a computer because there are thousands and thousands and thousands of medical research on it. Plus doctors that will educate you especially those who don't understand the endocannabinoid system. That system regulates all your other systems. And that's not taught in school. From your CB1 receptors in your brain, which are THC activates down to your CB2 receptors, which are your inflammation and pain receptors. That's a common knowledge now, but it's still not being taught, taught in the, the, uh, the uh, medical field. And that's the issue with that. Go to psychedelics. Well, they're actually been fighting. If you, you go to a new organization, a nonprofit maps, you'll notice he's been fighting since 1980. Rick Doblin has been fighting since 1985, doing research on it. Now he's proven the research. The FDA is actually fast tracking some of these medications because the results are so astronomical. And again, for the listeners listening, I'm not saying that you're going to go be able to go out to the corner of 7-Eleven and buy a slip of LSD or, or a pill of ecstasy. That's, that's not what I'm saying. Under the right. proper circumstances, with the right dosage and the right, at, right atmosphere, you're going to get tremendous results. Because it's not the pill themselves don't do anything. They do something, but it's the journey afterwards and, and the map that's given to you that these pills have offered you. You need somebody to help guide you through those. Otherwise, you can have a real bad experience and sometimes terrible experiences if you try to do this stuff alone. So if you don't have that guidance from specialty doctors that are in this field, you know, it's really tough to guide yourself through it. So education is the basis of everything. And I'll be honest with you. I did not know a lot of stuff that CBD and all that could do. And I'm going to give you a little bit of example. And the reason why I went from CBD to more in-depth cannabis to more in-depth follow-up to the psychedelics is I had a firefighter to ask me one day, he says, Hey, and remember, as a firefighter, I'm afraid of losing my job for selling the products. This is what happened. So I was scared. Exactly. I was hiding, hiding behind a curtain, giving, you know, selling, giving to my guys at the fire station, hey, try this for pain and all this. So I gave this individual for pain because he was dealing with some pain in his neck, he had some neck uh, vertebrae issues. And he goes to me, calls me up in about five days. He goes, hey, dude, because what'd you give me? And I'm, I'm sitting there going, oh, shit, something bad's going to go on. He's like, I'm like, what happened? Did you fail a drug test? You did, what's going on? You know, this is, I just started my company. I'm freaking out. He goes, well, I've never told anybody this, but I was in a dark place. Uh, I'm getting divorced. I couldn't stand my kids. I had voices in my head that were telling me constantly for over the last two years that I couldn't get rid of. Five days on your product, those voices disappeared. I'm enjoying my kids. I have another girlfriend I like being around with. I'm a better person. And I'm like you and like most military veterans, we're all type A personalities. We're not just going to divulge this information to anybody. You know, even, you know, the old saying we have in our firehouse, like for suicides, if you, if you want to talk, call this number. We ain't calling. Who the hell are we going to talk? Who the hell's on the other side of the line? We ain't talking to some stranger we don't know. You know, we just don't divulge exactly. this stuff. So when I found out the plant started opening up people's willingness to talk about their problems, I'm like, 
wow, this could be something even more. And that led me to more research about cannabis. And then in the psychedelics, when I found out that actually the pills don't, don't, don't um, treat symptoms, but actually cure the symptoms that you have, I went, well, how, how does that happen? And he says, well, it's a journey. And I'm like, what are you talking about? A journey? It makes absolutely no damn sense. A journey. Where are we going? You know, what the hell is happening? And basically mm-hmm. what happens, those events that you had that's causing all those problems, it makes your brain talk and open those events to where basically you're able to rewire those events and make you understand what happened and why it happened and where it's going and how you can deal with it better. And you come out after the session after that with a wider sense of well-being. You know why it happened. You know what happened, how you can fix it, what every day needs to be from there on. And there's the roadmap. Just follow it and your life's going to be 100% better. And that just blew my mind. And that's why, you know, I decided to go on this massive plant-based based avenue. I took the curtain away from the firefighters. I decided to start promoting it. I Listen, I, I, I got hundreds of doors shut in my face. My union told me to bite pound sand, shut the door in my face. We're not going, you know, we're not taking the marijuana test off. We're not doing that to where two years later, a contract talks, they invited me in to talk to the the city managers and everything else on why we should have access. That was two years of getting doors slammed in my face. That's how much I believed in, in, in this product and in, in plant-based medicine done right. It can save lives 100%. It can make your life better, save lives and do so much more for everybody who's out there already saving people's lives. Absolutely brother. And, and I love that. Thank you so much. Um, What's funny is I was actually thinking and I was forgetting my train of thought and you brought it up was how the war on drugs trained it, changed it. And I recently just started looking into more how before that started, how the doctors were actually using, you know, the plant based medicines and prescribing it and it was working. Um, you know, again, the, the stigma and everything, like you were saying, is all different because we need those doctors to actually prescri- prescribe it, say, hey, you need this much. This is what's going to cure your pain. And that um, another huge kind of portion with me is I deal with a lot of, you know, PTSD, um, anxiety, definitely depression to where I'm everywhere, you know. So what kind of always clicked with me in, in what kind of was that driving force of trying to find something, not only for me, but for other people is my dad's actually bipolar. Um, and that guy's just all over the place because he's one of those that he doesn't like taking the medicine because it makes him loopy, drowsy, you know, changes him as a person. And I've witnessed that, you know, and, and he also, um, with that, he has a lot of PTSD as well. So he's, he drinks a lot and that's his vice. So I've always like tried to learn and then try to say that. But again, his, his dad was the, the smoker. So the way he thinks it is, oh, it's just, it's going to make me lazy. And I'm like, that's not what it does. You know what I mean? If you take the right amount, if you research it, if you, you know, prepare for your body. And what's funny is he's one of the most active, like Jack guys, who's almost 50 now. And I'm trying to tell him, like, you need to take care of your body. You know, this is what's going to be beneficial for you. It's going to help you in the long run. You're not going to be able to feel the pain. Um, I'm reading all this stuff now to where it's like before I would have never thought that, you know, and now hearing that, you know, talking to some veterans where they're like, hey, this is what I've done. Um, kind of keep it under wraps. It was kind of like clicking for me. And I was like, this needs to get out more. Um, Gary's the perfect person to be able to talk about it with. And then from there, you know, be able to help more people, like you said. So I just I just wanted to kind of say, you know, like you said, you got the doors shut on your face uh, for those two years. What what kind of made the jump happen initially to where you were like, I need to pursue this. And then once those doors kept closing, you know, what was kind of your mindset, you know, to keep going? Because a lot of people would just stop when that happens. What happened was I created my podcast. Good dudes grow. It, it, listen, if people are going to shut doors in my face and I'm going to find an avenue to talk, Facebook, there you go. Canceled, Facebook canceled all my ads. I can't advertise because it's still federally legal. You know, right. so Instagram's out, YouTube's out. So, you know, cancel culture canceled every way I could get out. So what's the other way I can do? Let's create a podcast. And I did my research on the podcast. There's like, there's several podcasts on cannabis and stuff out there. And I saw there you go all the way to the left where you get the guys smoking and toking and finding the best product, you know, and they're all high on the radio and they're hilarious and all that. That's great. Then you go all the way to the right and you got the scientists telling you how to grow it and what, what's in it and everything else. But there was nothing in the middle telling the stories of why people were using it or why they weren't using it. Wasn't the doctors explaining it? Wasn't the athletes saying it? So I said, why don't I create something midway? 
let me just bring information out. I just don't want to sell my product and use my platform to sell my product. Yeah, it's great. But I want other people to bring their products forward because most of the people in the cannabis industry that have their products, they have a story behind it. You know, like the owner, the, the biggest owner of, of uh, Green Roads, one of the largest cannabis companies, you know, that's on, that's on the, uh, the stock exchange and everything else. He was addicted to opiates. So I brought him on it. And I wanted to prove that just because you take cannabis, you're not slow, you're not dumb, and you can do still do a job. That was the biggest thing I wanted everybody to understand. Hell, I even had Tommy Chong on my show. And I, his, I just listened to that one. <laughs> but the guy's with it. The guy is with oh, it. Oh, absolutely. He's very intelligent and he's with it. And and like he says, he's a health nut. He, he didn't, he's not one of those guys that go out, you know you know, bang a bong all day long. He takes, you know, a puff and all that. Does he still act ridiculous on the stuff in the social? Yes, but that's his character. That's not him in real life, but he's being that person. So I wanted to bring those professionals on the show. I wanted to bring pro athletes where they says, Hey, listen, if it wasn't for opiates, I pro if it wasn't for cannabis, I probably would have killed myself because of the opiates, you know? So I have, I have NFL stars on it that, that decided to no longer do football anymore. I have a uh, Stanley cup, uh, you know, champions on it that decided like they had to walk away from hockey because they gave them a choice, either smoke, either smoke cannabis or take opiates. They says, well, I'm going to go the opiate route because I can't do the 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 the, uh, you know, the opiate anymore. So I can't I I have to leave the sport I love because they're not accepting it. Well, guess what? Now they're accepting it. They're accepting it. The NBA is accepting it. The NFL is accepting it. They're slowly in increasing it. The NFL is doing more and more studies on how cannabis helps with traumatic brain injuries and concussions. It's coming more out there. And I think it's thanks to everybody who actually has a real, how can I say, grasp on what they want to do with it. Not just make money. Because again, when I got involved, it was a wild, wild west out there. I mean, every aunt and uncle was actually selling CBD. You know, it didn't matter what it was; they were selling, you know, selling you anything they could. Hell, Amazon's still doing it. Amazon's selling oh, yeah, a bunch of stuff stuff on their site that's not even CBD because their rules and regulations say they can't sell it. So, what, so what do you think they're selling? So, so you know, you got to get to the real people, and the real people a want regulation done properly so that they, they can show their company's legit. And the real people want to actually help people. And that's what my podcast was all about. That is amazing, brother. And I like how you said Amazon, because uh, I purposely looked that up one time to try to see. And then when I looked at it, it said hemp. And then I was like, this isn't even CBD. So it kind of like kicked me. It was like, how many people are they fooling? And what's funny, um, two things. First, the NFL. I've seen so many former NFL athletes where now they're starting these CBD companies, you know, and they're having that same mission where they're try and do something better from all those various injuries. And then the big one for me, which was kind of funny, um, was I've been listening to you along the way. And you always talk about how you want to get Mike Tyson on eventually and be able to talk to him. And I was watching the videos about him and how he talks about cannabis. Um, and he talks about when, when he consumes it, it changes him as a person to where he doesn't have those angry thoughts. He's not vicious anymore. You know, he gets to relax. Um, I can definitely agree with that because I feel like a lot of times, you know, the way people are conditioned and, and I'm still working through my shit, you know, and the environment I was in before was like where I'm walking down the street and someone's staring at me. I would be like, oh, they're, they're looking like they want to fight. So I'm like, hey, what's up? You know, and then I got in the military and then the same shit, because, again, that's where everybody's collectively from everywhere. So I love the way he was talking about that. And then when he rolled into psychedelics and he was talking about how they were showing him things about life, where he, whether he was missing it, you know, and he had those experiences where he was able to dive deep. And I'm just like, if this is Mike Tyson, who I've always idolized, um, and he's saying all these things that these, you know, plant-based products are helping him, like, then it means something. Cause this is one of, you know, the biggest stars who's dealt, or excuse me, dealt with his, you know, um, issues over the years, you know, and is now growing up into it now is, you know, as healthy as ever while he's getting older, you know, so that's really what triggered it for me. And but I just want to see if you can talk a little bit about that. Yeah. And let's unwrap that. So let's go back to your initial before all this, you says, Oh, you know, dad and everybody else or your, his dad says, Oh, the cannabis is going to make me lazy. I don't know if anybody's seen Mike Tyson work out in his, in his 50, 56, 
And the guy exactly cannabis and he does psychedelics. I don't think you've seen him move, but that mofo still moves like a freaking like he was 20. Like, I don't exactly I want to be hit by him. I've seen him work out and goes, if, if cannabis makes you slow and can't perform, well, that's the problem. You know, he can. And that's why I try to educate people. And that's why I try to educate people. And that's the biggest thing with people going, oh, we're a bunch of firefighters. They're going to smoke cannabis. They're all going to be high. They won't be able to perform. Listen, there are baseball players who smoke cannabis to recover on their days off. They can still hit a 110 mile an hour fastball in point some odd seconds. And they still use cannabis. Mike Tyson exactly. can still probably put his hand through a brick wall and knock a bunch of people out. And he still use cannabis. Football players are recovering and they're still able to run a 440. They're still able to crush little people and they use cannabis to recover. If they can't perform, why do you think it makes sense that a, a firefighter can't do his job? They, exactly. You know what I mean? It, it just it blows my mind how the stigma of the plant has created this fallacy that, oh, because you, you use cannabis, you're dumb and you're slow. Absolutely not. That has absolutely nothing to do with it. You can think about it. Hell, if you smoke cannabis to relax, yeah, but the next day you're ready to go. Let me give you a quick example. Check this out. So they tell me, oh, we're afraid you're going to smoke cannabis. You're going to do cannabis and you won't be able to perform your job. I've bought melatonin to help me sleep. I don't know if you ever tried melatonin. Have you tried it? I, 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 can't, um, I can't take melatonin. Actually, what's funny, when I was on deployment, um, and this is where, you know, we need education was they were making me switch from days to nights and they said, oh, and I was like, well, what's the best way for me to make the transition safely? Because the way my body is, is how injured it is. I need sleep. Um, you know, I suck at getting sleep. I sleep four or five hours a day, try to do as much as I can, but I got so many things going on. Um, and it was funny was they told me Benadryl and then I can't take sleeping pills because the next day you wake up groggy and you're. You know, so I ended up taking too much Benadryl, messed me up for four days to where I got no sleep. And then they're like, take melatonin. Well, even though it's a natural compound you have in your body, I took the, the two tablets as it said. Let me tell you, brother, the next morning I got up feeling like complete shit, tired. And I was just like walking into work. And then uh, what was funny was I took so much melatonin that it actually created a caffeine addiction because I needed six to 12 cups of coffee to one be sane, but two, so I wasn't pissed off all day because I it would make me so groggy that I'd be like yelling. Irritable. And that was just the culture, you know? Yeah, I would be irritable all the time. And that was the culture we were at where we were constantly yelling. So I had to refrain from that after, but it was funny was everybody was saying, oh, melatonin, it's so great. And I'm like, bro, I can't take this. Like, and I even went to the doctor. I'm like, hey, can I get some sleeping medication, you know, I try to take melatonin, it didn't work out. And then, oh, we're gonna have to do a sleep study and going through all these things. And it was kind of funny was like, they wanted to go all the way around it and prescribe me something else versus, you know, addressing the problem saying, maybe you have a different condition that's causing you not to be able to take these medications. Right. But the, the, the funny, you just said the whole thing right there. I can get Benadryl <laughs> over the counter. I get Benadryl over the counter. I can get, I, you know, a, a vitamin mm. shop or CVS. I can get melatonin, a vitamin shop or CVS. I can take it as a firefighter. I'm going to be woken up, you know, maybe every two hours. I'm, I've tried grog it. I'm groggy like anything. I don't know about you, but I've just taken a product I can buy at the vitamin shop that says it'll relax me, help me sleep. I can't see anything. Everything's blurred. I'm driving the rescue to the hospital and all I see is big flashlights. I'm like, I have no idea how I got there. And this is supposed to be a product I can take yet. Since CBD works on both spectrums, ADHD and relaxing, as you can take it and as soon as you get up, you're ready to go without any grogginess, without any drowsiness, without anything. And then you come back and it hits your system again and just calms you down. You go right back to sleep. So, so I'm thinking, yeah. why, why, why are you, you're telling me I could take this stuff that I'm completely, basically shit-faced and have no clue what's going on. That's okay. But this other product, because it has a stigma of making me shit faced and not okay, I can't take, but it works exactly. completely opposite. I'm like, I'm confused. Just explain this to me. And so that's where I says, you guys can need to educate yourself. You need to understand what the product does. And it's better to understand what a product does than to try and think what it doesn't do because you heard it way back when and what it does. You know, it just, it blows my mind to be honest with you. So it, it so yeah. It's 
I'm just, I'm just, Liz, like I said, I'm trying to educate people. I, I try to get as much time on, on different podcasts and tell people, I, people call me, ask me, I don't, you know, if you buy my product or not, I don't care, you know, but educate yourself. I had some old guy, guy brought in his old friend the other day. He goes, Hey, listen, my doctor just gave this. I, I bought a lot of, I bought all this product from him. I look at it, look at the bottom, like, it has like 4,000 ingredients in the bottles. Like, you know, it's about the size of a, of a, no, do I have a bottle here? I had a bottle here somewhere. Here, let's check this thing out. It's an eatsy beatsy bottle, like very small. They, it has, yeah. It has like seven ounces in it. It has 4,000 ingredients. It doesn't say how much CBD is in it. It's so probably nothing. And I look in the back. I'm like, this thing's been expired for two years and your doctor gave it to you. I'm like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> you know, the physicians are going to prescribe stuff. At least know what you're prescribing. Just don't try to make a dollar because it says, okay, everybody wants CBD. Let's just buy it and sell it because it'll help my practice. No, give it to people who need it and explain to them how to use it. it absolutely, brother. And, and again, that is why to me, you know, when I said like, when I thought of a celebrity guest type deal, this was you for me. And I was like, I need to talk to Gary, one, to build that relationship. But two, this man's changing lives by educating. And I think that's one of the main portions today. Um, and what's kind of funny with me is I, I feel like I was born at the wrong time because of what my parents were is the real old school. So I grew up with these old school beliefs in addition to, you know, the environment I was around. So I was so um, conditioned to think that way that when I started really realizing what plant-based medicine does for you, that was where it started clicking for me. And I'm like, why is it such a problem? You know, and it's just, then, then there's those other aspects I don't really want to dive deep into because I don't know too much on it. I'm still looking, but um, it was kind of, you know, we need to be able to educate one and then to get people those resources. Um, so last thing, you know, we're going to talk about real quick is I just wanted to say, could you talk a little bit about what's going on in Costa Rica and how you're, you know, furthering um, your business and being able to help more people in the long run, brother? Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I'll try to explain this the best I can for, for people to understand. A lot of people understand. A lot of people think that most firefighters, they don't do much and they actually just want to take cannabis or drink or, or, or watch TV and watch movies all day. But as a firefighter, we sign up to see death and mayhem for 20 plus years. It's not like exactly. it's, it's and I have respect, a lot of respect for those in the military, but some people in the military that join, they never see combat. But when they signed up, I'm pretty sure you understood that the chances of seeing combat in Death and Mayhem are highly likely because you see it on TV all day long, correct? Could, could I add one more thing to that? I can tell you a fucking perfect story on that, bro. Um, so while I was on deployment, right, like you said, a lot of people don't see combat. I myself, I deployed into Kuwait, our unit supported operations, Syria, Iraq, Jordan, this is when ISIS was big, 20 and 26, excuse me, and uh, what, 2017, early 2018. And it was funny, like you said, I just want to put this one point in there, um, is a lot of people don't see combat, you know, and they're not equipped for that. But they were like, ISIS might attack the base. We found two weapons caches 10 kilometers from the base, and everybody starts freaking out, you know, and me and my best friend are looking at each other and we start laughing. And they're like, why? And I'm like, well, we don't have enough ammo to protect yourself. I was like, well, I got a knife. And then I kicked my feet on the desk. I'm like, this is the shit you signed up for. But it was proven a point that like the mindset, you know, is if they try to condition you like this is, you know, you're going to war, but people aren't ready for that. And then when it happens, that's where, you know, that PTSD, everything affects them because they're not seeing it usually, you know, it sees it once and then it triggers and that. And then from there, you know, I know I had a couple of buddies where, they, they had those instances. Um, and then I, you know, ended up dealing with some PTSD from them because they were trying to hurt themselves, you know, over it. So I definitely get what you were saying there. Um, you guys deal with it more frequently than we do. So I really love firefighters. And um, when one of my buddies was trying to get into it, that's where I was helping him, you know, prepare for his exam. That, that's the biggest thing. And that's what I try to tell people. It says most people, if you actually put the images on TV, you know what war looks like on TV because you see the death and mayhem and explosions. Now go to the TV shows with firefighters. What do you see? Bunch of happy-go-lucky, you know, every once in a while, get out of fire, pull this little guy out of the fire, save a cat, you know, woohoo, right, we're the heroes and all that. That's not what we see, but that's what people think we see. When we pull somebody out of a burning building, you know, fire's hot. It's like 1,400 exactly. degrees in that building. When we pull that person out of the building, their skin is coming off on our gloves. 
we smell their skin burning, their hair burning, and we smell that continuously for all day long. That's only one call in a 24 hour period. The next call may be a kid drowning in the pool. The next call may be pulling some, some grandma out of a car that was T-boned by an 18 wheeler. This is something that we signed up for personally without knowing we're going to see this for 20 plus years. Every day we are going to see death and mayhem. So when I say firefighters, their largest people say they don't last long after retire. That's because they're committing suicide. That's because they can't stand the fact that they spent 20 years with the same people seeing death and mayhem. And all of a sudden they're ostracized outside. They don't know where to go, what to do. So if you don't think PTSD is relevant in the fire industry, people need to get their heads out of the sand because it is one of the major deals of death is suicide. Last year in the line of death suicides, there was 197 deaths. 87 of those were from suicides. So, you know, we need something to help firefighters overcome this. And it's not after we retire, it's during our service. So if we can use something like cannabis or psychedelics or have some sort of treatment that we can actually talk about these events, it's great. The fire services are wonderful. They, ha- they have CS, you know, CSID afterwards, every, everything they talk about it, but that's not what they need. We created exactly. a system that helped people medically. So basically we have this thing called a life, a life scan. It scans our whole body. It looks for, for diseases and everything else. We started doing that and it saved a lot of people because they found cancers. Why don't we do that with the brain? The brain is an injury. There's no reason why we should call it PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. It's an injury. It's a traumatic brain injury. It's an event that our brain wants to hide and shut off. So it shuts off that part of the head. For 20 years, we are taking our feelings and putting them in our back pocket because we can't have feelings on a call. We're saving your grandma. We can't cry. We can't feel bad. We got a job to do. So after 20 years of pocketing our feelings, it's going to come out somewhere. We need stuff like psychedelics and all that that actually help us reinvent those events that we know is going to happen. That kid that we saw dead. We go by this one building every time we say, oh, there's the giraffe call. Nobody knows what that means. That's because we had a guy that hung himself 10 years ago and his neck was so long, we call it the giraffe call. It may be funny to us, but every time we drive by that building, it's a reoccurring thought. Well, events like that happen to firefighters throughout the United States that never talk about anything. And it's a hidden injury that the departments don't want to discuss. PTSD is is fake. It's in your mind. Have some antidepressants. Okay, now we're going to take some antidepressants to give you more more chances of, of thinking about suicide. Well, there's a poster. Call that number. That's not how things work. We're not those people. We need help. And that's why I started looking in the psychedelic industry and I started noticing that PTSD is actually being cured. Right now, they've shown that 33% of all antidepressants that people use for PTSD treat the symptoms. Well, MDMA, which is ecstasy, 78% of people who use it get cured from the symptoms and are no longer considered a PTSD patient. Listen, we're no longer treating we're curing. And that's right. Blew my mind. And I says, it's time to change it again. They're doing it in the United States. They're not doing it in the United States yet. So I decided let's go outside of the country, try and open a facility, a top of the line facility so we can actually help people, not only help the people, but train the doctors. Here's the big thing. All this medic, all this new psychedelics that's coming out. Everybody wants to open a shop. Everybody's doing this, but nobody knows how to use it. Exactly. And we can't train doctors in the United States because it's illegal. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, schedule one substance. We can't do it. There's no way of doing it without special, special requirements from the DEA and FDA. So we're looking at different countries where we can open a resort. We found one in Costa Rica. We're going to actually take the physicians, not only train them, but show them how it works. Maybe even put them through it. So they know the feeling. Listen, I can't tell you what you're feeling. If I never knew what it feels like, I can't help you on your journey. If I don't know what the journey looks like. So, so we're basically tr- building this new facility. We're actually really excited about it. So we found one finally that perfectly set up. We're talking to different organizations. We're talking to the uh, largest hospital in, in Costa Rica and different areas. So we're excited. And we're hopefully by, I'm um, hopefully by in a second quarter, third quarter, hopefully have it up and running. That That is phenomenal, brother. And I mean, thank you for your service of being uh, a firefighter, brother. And, and I realize, you know, the battle you guys do and what you deal with every day, right? In my case, maybe a little bit different because, like I said, I didn't see direct combat, but I seen a lot of shit that 
definitely changed the way I view life, you know, and um, what, what I would say, you know, military is I've met a lot of veterans who are, have been in combat. You know, in my case, I didn't see things in combat, but I still have PTSD from other shit that happened. You know, I had a, I had a buddy um, that was so fucked up going through it that before and after deployment, this dude put a hard hat on. And then we had a we had three levels of the barracks. So he tried to jump off the third deck thinking it'd be funny and he would land on the ground. And it was like every time he would drink, it was that was his thing was he thought that. But that when I really talked to him, I said, hey, brother, what's going on? Actually, I'm under a lot of stress, you know, um, going through divorce, not thinking straight. You know, my my office is toxic. Um, they treat me like shit, you know, shut the fuck up type deal. So it was just him. And then the internalizing it because there's that stigma, you know, of talking about PTSD. So for me, you know, it, it was hurting me because I was going through my own shit. And what was funny is I actually had a, a, a big traumatic event while I was in the Marine Corps. Um, when I was on boot leave, my stepfather ended up almost shooting somebody in the same house I was in. So I was battling that because my biggest thing was I wanted my brother and sister to never grow up the way I did. And the SWAT team came through the house, you know, and woke them up. So for me, it was, you know, going through this, watching my friends want to hurt themselves. One of my best friends died of cancer. The last thing I ever talked about was being shit faced drunk, saying I wanted to kill myself. And it was, you know, um, dealing with all this shit, you know, and, and unraveling it and figuring out that, you know, and, and unfortunately I couldn't have access to those products at that time, you know, CBD to help me, but it was like, Hey, I need to learn because it's not only me that's going through this, there's other people. And when I started listening to you talking about firefighters, you know, and what you guys go through, it's true, you know, and you become desensitized to it a bit. Like you said, you'll be driving and then it clicks. It was the same thing for me, you know, of, of seeing certain shit, dealing with it, even not combat related, um, I'm always on the alert, looking at something, knowing my surroundings, because you get these, you know, weird things. And it was like on my base, it was just one of those where it was like chill. And then it went to we can be attacked. So from there was, you know, on the alert, checking everybody, you know, you get those weird people um, and then even, you know, have those instances where like some shit would pop off. So I really, you know, appreciate you coming on today, you know, talking about that, brother. And then um, the last thing I just wanted to follow up with, which I like to ask all my guests here, is what would you say to that person who's currently, you know, working on recalibrating their mindset, but they don't know where to start. They don't know where to get the help. They're just trying to look for that outlet, you know, improve, number one, or two, maybe even just get better so they can be able to achieve their goals. What would you be able to tell them, brother? Well, first of all, you can reach out to me any, anytime you want. Like I said, if I appreciate your, your, your people are listening and they just want to talk and they just want some advice or they're looking at, you know, getting some stuff. A lot of people who get a medical marijuana card don't know what they want. Listen, just because medical marijuana or marijuana is legal in your state doesn't mean that's the product you need. That's the first exactly. thing. Remember, it, it's an industry. A lot of people just want to sell stuff. You got to find the right person who's more interested in helping you for what you want. Somebody who's going to continuously ask you questions of what you're feeling, how you want to feel, where you want to go. That's the person that you're going to actually talk to and who wants to actually help you. That's the biggest person. So you need to find that person. And that person's going to guide you into the right direction. That is it. If you can find that guy that cares more about you and not about selling a product, then you're ahead of the game. Man, I appreciate you talking about that. I know I found my person. <laughs> so I'm definitely going gonna, gonna to bug the shit out of you, brother, and be able to ask cool, you questions. Man, anytime. Uh, but I, I really appreciate you, brother, taking the time to come on. And that's why I felt like you were the ideal candidate. I even uh, fangirled a little bit because I was like, I need Gary on. And then I got him and I'm like, oh, shit, he's a person. And I'm like, I thought he was like so busy in what he's doing. You know? <laughs> so, So for me, it was, you know, I needed to have that conversation with you, you know, is I've been asking people, um, I did home improvement sales and I went into a home and it was funny was I, I'm, I'm that guy, you know, asking people, Hey, what do you do? And this guy was so in love with pharmaceutical sales, but it was different, right? He said he does it for um, a CBD company. And instead of selling me the product, he was asking me, Hey, how are your symptoms? What have you gone through? And then he was talking about it. Boom. And then he said, you know what, actually I have a case study. One of my buddies moved to Colorado, ended up smoking, um, I don't know how many milligrams, but it was an enormous amount of milligrams cured him of cancer in three years. So he was saying, you know, how this works, kind of the stigma, what was behind it. And it first started clicking. And that's where I was like, I got to do some research. Like, obviously, if it's fucking curing cancer, it's curing PTSD, TBIs. Like, this is something that we need to get our hands on, number one, be educated on, number two, and then from there, be able to help other people. 
So with your mission, you know, of dealing with what you dealt with um, and doing that, I felt like it was perfect because I've been in that position as well. I've lost a lot of people. And it was one of those things with me was it changes your whole way you look on life, you know, and there's a saying we had in the military and, and I still use it to this day. I probably shouldn't use it in civilian settings sometimes, but they would always say like, is someone going to die? No, well, then you're fine. It's an inconvenience. And for me, you know, it's, it's the way I think about it, but I'm like, no, this shit's real. Like a lot of times we psych ourselves out, you know, versus all we had to do is I can contact you, ask you a question, be able to get you to help me. You know, there's those times where you can't think clearly and that's where individuals like you are amazing because we can be able to reach out and be like, hey, brother, could you just listen? Could you help me out? Um, and then I could be able to vent to you and you could be like, hey, this product's going to be able to help you. You know, it's not going to take everything away initially. Eventually it will. We'll figure it out. We'll do that. So I really appreciate you coming on, brother. I'd love to have you come on later on. We can talk further in depth again. Um, but thank you for your time, brother. I want to be vigilant of it. And I appreciate you again, brother. Thank you. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. Yo, it's your boy Lundis here again. Thank y'all for tuning in. A uh, couple things before I let y'all go. First, drop that five-star review. We can keep this podcast top ranked. And then from there, expand our knowledge base. You know, get some more celebrity guests on. Um, second thing, you guys are actually going to be able to connect with me now on Facebook, um, the Winner's Paradigm Club. That's where we're going to be able to talk to each other personally, ask each other those questions, and really get to know each other and start working on developing ourselves to be able to achieve whatever definition of success we're determining then we're going to be able to have 20 minute calls i actually just enrolled that out that's going to be on the website you're going to go to the contact page you're going to put your information um, i will send you back the link and then we can be able to schedule a time for me to be able to get a hold of you help you out through anything you may have questions on anything you may need i can also direct you in the way of you know connecting you with people if that's something you needed as well and then that last thing is we actually have the Winner's Paradigm Resource Guide Part 1. That is where you're going to be able to see all the books that I recommend, I've read, I'm planning to read. And those are ones that you're going to be able to get discounted off of Amazon if you click that affiliate link. So hit that shit. Let's be able to get to that next level.